0: Praise the Lord! Well, it's good to be in Northside this morning, and uh, uh, we, we we actually enjoy seeing the churches, but it is a treat to come here uh, to Perth and to be with Brother and Sister Butcher, and to be with you people as well. And uh, and um, we treat it, uh, we consider it a real treat and a privilege to be able to be here. And, um, I, I I enjoy Brother Butcher's preaching. I wish he was preaching this morning, and I was listening. But uh, I guess part of the role is you. Come to preach. And, uh, but uh, it is good to be here with you this morning. I, um, I notice you've got a sign up, up there as you walk through the door. And um, last week at Brother Paulus's they've got a, a sign on the wall as well. And I, I asked, could anyone quote it? And no one put up their hand. and So I won't ask who can quote that. <laughs> but uh, you are the light of the world. And so I want to talk to you this morning about you are the light of the world and that is not a statement about jesus that's a statement about you but you have to qualify to be a light and uh and so i want to let you know if you're not if you're not a light this morning there's a way to become a light for the kingdom of god and that is that you need to realize that you're a sinner and you need to come to that place where you decide god i'm sorry I've made a mess of my life, and I need a brand new start. And we, we actually can have a brand new life. I can be born again. I can actually leave my past in my past and have a brand new start with a clean conscience before God. And if we'll repent of our sins, we start that, uh, that process of the new birth. And uh, once we repent, the, the Word of God tells us that we need to be baptized in Jesus' name, for the remission of sins, for the washing away of our sins, Paul was tired, what, uh, asked, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And so uh, what we believe is that you need to be baptized in Jesus' name to wash away your sins. And, uh, and when we, I love baptisms at the sea. Because, you know, when you're baptized in the sea, you can't, you can't get your sins back. You know, I don't know, you've got a baptismal font there. I don't know, maybe you can drink all the water in the baptismal font and get your sins back. I don't, I don't know. I didn't want to. I, I wanted to be separated from my sins. And I really believe that when we baptize in Jesus' name, we get our sins washed away and we have a brand new start. And God has given us a promise of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues, just like on the day of Pentecost. It's still a promise for today. And when we receive the Holy Ghost, we actually have the light of this world taking up residence in us. And if He's taken up residence in us, we actually become the light of the world. He wants us to let Him shine forth. Receiving the Holy Ghost is the best thing. It is the best thing. I think repentance is good, you know. It's very messy. But, but you feel good afterwards. And even as saints, we need to repent, we offend God. We need, need, and the process may not feel good, but the end of result feels good. And if repentance actually feels good, I want to take the next step and be baptized. Uh, and I'll let you, there's no, there is, you don't have to feel anything at your baptism. But baptism, for me, I felt like there was a load lifted off me and I actually felt like I'd put it on Jesus. And I felt rotten about putting it on him, but I felt really good that it had been taken off me. And I didn't realize how sinful I was until I felt that weight lift. And I am absolutely positive there's an emptiness in every one of us that can only be filled by the Holy Ghost. You can search this world, you can try anything, but you're not going to be, have that emptiness filled until you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And once we receive the gift, that's the beginning of a walk that, that just gets better and better. And I'm not telling you everything goes perfect. But this is the best life. And even in troubled times, God is with us. And we have a peace that passes all understanding. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to repent, be baptized, fill with the Holy Ghost. But if you've experienced those things, I want to tell you, you are the light of the world. Now, I don't know whether you look at that sign and you see it as you are the light of the world and think about it being Jesus, but it's not. It is you. You, every time you walk under that doorway, you need to be reminded, you are the light of the world. What kind of light are you giving out to the world? I've got a problem. I'm off on my notes already. But we'll, somehow I'll try and fix it. I was one of those very fortunate people. You, most of you, you young people won't understand. Some of you old fogies might. I was one of those lucky people that, uh, that my marble was pulled out and I was, became a national serviceman. So there wasn't a lot of us, but I was one of those very happy people that received the marble that came out and had my date on it, so I managed to go into national service. I didn't go to Vietnam, which I'm very thankful for, but I was a national serviceman. And uh, I remember a time when, I, when I was, uh, uh, we were out playing war games, because that's what you do, you have warriors preparing you for Vietnam. So we were out in the bush, and uh, it was about 1 o'clock in the morning, and I was on, on picket duty. I was out, um, I was out uh, at the boundary uh, watching out or looking out for the enemy to come. And uh, I, I probably did uh, the, 11 o'clock, the 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock shift in the morning. And while I'm out there, there's a bit of a crackle in the scrub, in the bush, there's a, just a bit of you hear crackle. And uh, is that somebody... Or is it a kangaroo or something? You know, there's certainly something out there, but what is it? And I didn't know what it was. But every so often you'd hear a noise and you didn't talk to the guy next to you. You just, he might have been asleep. but, But you're just watching. And I took all this thing, if you know me, I take all this kind of thing really seriously. So I'm seriously there. I'm seriously looking out into pitch blackness and I'm hearing noises and uh, at one o'clock they changed the p- picker, they changed half of them. It's, you know, The guy next to me was going away, he goes off and wakes up the guy that's going to replace him and brings him out. So right on one o'clock when there's half of the guys at the perimeter, I see a match out there. And that match, in all the darkness, that match, you could see, I don't know how many miles away you could see it, but as soon as he struck the match, Uh, i couldn't see daylight but i could see there's definitely something out there and we are the light of the world and we may be in a very dark world but we are the light of the world and you may think your match is insignificant but the the striking of the match shows everybody where exactly you are now sadly there was a not a it was a happy ending i guess but didn't feel happy uh because he, he, because he struck his match, and what he did was he was lighting about a $2 cracker. You know, we had penny crackers in those days. This is about a $2 cracker. And so he, what he was doing was he was lighting the fuse on about a $2 cracker, and me being the silly person I was, I actually opened fire on him, and we had blanks, but blanks send out. You can see where the blanks are coming from. So I started making out I'm shooting at him, And so I'm saying, here I am, throw it at me. Here I am, throw it at me. He'd land it right on top of me. But but all I'm trying to tell you is, in a dark place, a light is significant. Now, it may not feel good, and I'll be honest, I jumped out of the pit because it landed in the pit. But I'm telling you this, as Christians, we are the light of the world. And sometimes it may not feel comfortable, and sometimes you may stick out like a sore thumb, but i 'm not ashamed to be one that is declaring jesus christ and and uh, we are in the dark time. I really believe Jesus is coming soon, and this world needs to see the light of Jesus Christ, and it 's not going to come from other people it 's going to come from you the only the only uh, idea of of uh, christianity and godliness is going to come from the people of god and we we may be separated you know here we're together but when we leave tomorrow and we're separated we are still the light of the world and that's not talking about this place it's talking about you you are the light of the world so i better read a scripture i might pray father we do thank you that we can come into your house and Lord, we can open your word freely. And Lord, we just pray that uh, you would encourage us as we look at these scriptures, Lord, that we'd understand that you have great expectations for us. Lord, you want You want us to be people that are uh, not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but we're people that want to share it. Lord, you've changed our lives. You've made us brand new creatures. And Lord, uh, this that we have uh, is the best thing to share. And Lord, help us to be those lights that you want us to be speak to our hearts we pray in jesus name So i want to have a look at matthew chapter 5 verses 14 to 16 matthew chapter 5 uh, verses 14 to 16 matthew chapter 5 6 and 7 are, are called the sermon on the mount and uh, i actually love the sermon on the mount i i, I taught it in our church and It took me about 33 weeks to get through it. Uh, I really punished them. But there's a lot of things in the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount, uh, we are not perfect. If you read through chapter 5, 6, and 7, it's what Jesus expects of us. But I don't think I'm looking at people that have attained all the things that he expects of us. So if you read through the Sermon on the Mount, you may find that you haven't attained yet. Just work on one area. And when you start to feel like, God, you're helping me in this area, you step onto the next area. And let God work with the next area. But He, in this, the Sermon on the Mount, he's talking to us about being light. So uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may, glorify, they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's the Lord's challenge to you. And in actual fact, whoever put that sign up there, they want you to be challenged by that sign. You are the light of the world. Don't hide it. Let it be seen. And, and uh, it, it, it may feel comfortable to put it under a bushel, but that's not what it's for. He wants you to be a light to this world. He's done something in your life. He's transformed your life. You've got something to share. And the amazing thing is, others can't tear down your testimony. It's happened to you. So you're not threatened by sharing the goodness of God to other people because they can't say it didn't happen to you. It really did happen to you. Mark chapter 4, verses 21 to 23. Mark chapter 4, verses 21 to 23. Now, there's actually a lot of scriptures pertaining to, the, uh, to light, and some of them sound the same. I I'll, may read some that will be similar. I don't believe I will read any that are the same. Mark chapter 4, verses 21 to 23. And he said unto them, Is a candle bought to be put under a bushel or under a bed? "...and not to be set on a candlestick, for there is nothing hid which shall not be manifest. Neither was anything kept secret, but at, that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear." So what, what he's saying in the first part of that, uh, you have a candle, you, you don't hide it. When you light a candle, you put it somewhere where, you, where it gives light. And if we are the light of the world, we are not. He is not expecting us to be hidden but to show forth. He, he wants us uh, to have lives that uh, are giving forth a clean light, a pure light, the light of Jesus Christ. Light is an essential ingredient in life. It's essential to life. Without light, there is no life. And uh, the world is uh, dependent on the Christian to shed light and illuminate the path of life. They're not finding out there. The world is a dark place and really they all they are doing is staggering around trying to find the meaning of life and the meaning of life is not in the things they're looking for but they need somebody to light up a path that leads to life and there is no other there is no other way to life eternal than Jesus Christ we there, we can't depend on somebody else to share it We need to share it ourselves because we have a hold of the truth of who Jesus really is and what He has really done in a life and what He can do in other people's lives. We know He's done it for me. He can do it for you. He's done it for you. He can do it to others. It doesn't matter how rotten they are, God can transform lives because you're looking at a rotten person that God has transformed His life. And I'm probably looking at some here as well. And, and I really think, now I'm not an expert, I'm not a scientist, okay? But I really think that, uh, that uh, God has put us in different places. He doesn't keep us in a commune, but we're in different places because He wants His light diffused into the world. And so if, this, if we were all here and this, this is all there is, like this is, you know, staying here is when the light is burning, He wants us out there on our own, diffused amongst the people, So that there's a glimmer of hope here. There's a glimmer of hope there. There's a glimmer of hope there. And in actual fact, you may think you've got to get people into the church to save them. No, God wants to save them out there where the glimmer of light is. So don't be surprised that you have opportunity to share your testimony, to tell people about the plan of salvation because He's diffusing the light. He sends it out from here. We get refreshed here but we're sent out because he wants it diffused into a dark world that's just the way it is and when he's talking when he's talking about uh you are the light of the world jesus is speaking to seemingly a group of insignificant people he's not telling it to the leaders he's talking to a group of people and he's saying to them "They're, they're insignificant in the scheme of things and he's telling them you are the light of the world and so you may feel like you're insignificant. Nobody knows who you are. God knows who you are. And He's telling you, you are the light of the world. And he, want, he wants you to shine. Don't Have boldness. Let the light of Jesus Christ shine forth out of your life. You're not as insignificant as you may think. In God's economy, you're very precious. You're very important. And, and the world is looking for enlightenment. We are, we are the light. We are actually the enlightenment they need. But the world is looking for enlightenment and uh, they, they seek it through knowledge. They're looking, you know, they'll study. They want knowledge of this. They want knowledge of that. Uh, but the sad thing is with all the knowledge that the world is pursuing after, the knowledge that they're pursuing after is the knowledge of things. They want, they want to know about Things and they 're trying to get the answer to life through things, and so they look at mechanical things uh, they look at scientific things they 're looking at uh, at, at, at uh, you know if we can get to the to the next i don't know Jupiter or whatever we 're aiming for next i don 't know what we're but you know if we can get out there, maybe we can find something or or they 'll delve around and they'll they 'll look at uh, of this aspect of things and they try and get the answer to life through things when we, we, are, we have the true wisdom. The only way to life is Jesus Christ. And really it's the only thing they're not looking at. They're not interested in that. But God wants us to share it with them. And if we will share it, somebody will respond. Somebody will respond. We have the knowledge of the real factors that make life, life, we have hold of it in our own hands and God wants us to, to share it and people, ma- many, there's, there's people who may understand things, we may hold them in high standing in the community because of their understanding of things, you know, scientists that have uh, developed things or people who uh, ha- are in charge of great corporations, but in actual fact, with all the things they know, their lives, their personal lives, can be a, an absolute tragedy because they haven't got a hold of the things that are actually important, and uh, they they haven't got the understanding that they that, that that they need. The fact of the matter is, man is separated from God, and they need to return to that place of relationship with God. First Corinthians, uh, first. 1 Corinthians chapter one twenty one tells us, For after that is the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. It may seem silly to people, but it's a very good plan to God that through the foolishness of preaching, people can find salvation. So I'm trying to tell you, Christian, you, you, you are the light of the world. And you need to take that responsibility seriously. It's been put up there because it is, a serious, it is a serious issue. And we need to take the fact that we are the light of the world seriously. We need to fulfill that role that God has given us. And the, the reason we're the lights of the world is because we have a personal relationship with the actual light of the world. We are, not, we, we are the vessel that the illumination of God comes out of. We are not of ourselves the light of the world, but what we are is a vessel that God is shining out of. And it's not gonna shine if we don't have relationship. If, we, if, we, if we've been saved and sit down, well, we miss the point. We need to build on that relationship. Being born of God is the beginning of a life of relationship with God. But that relationship, God wants to have it, but I need to work on it myself. You need to work on it yourself. And, and as as we, the amount of our relationship to God determines how bright this light shines. And if, if we're just uh, Sunday Christians, your light is not burning very brightly. But if you're every day Christian, then you only have a light that shines that people can see. Isaiah chapter 60 verse one. You don't have to look at these because I'll probably read them too quickly. But Isaiah 60 and one says, "Arise, shine, for thy light is come." And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Arise, shine, for the light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. It's risen upon us that have the Holy Ghost. John 8:12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of light. We are walking with him. We have him within us. We have the light of this world in us. And so therefore, we have the light of life within us. Matthew 4 and 16, I did read before. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. You may not like good works. God likes good works. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I want to bring glory to God and the way I behave, the things I do, the things I say. Uh, is, is I'm either being a light to the Lord or I'm failing in my responsibility, in my call as a Christian. Jesus was the bright light of his day. He's still the bright light of this day, but people are only going to see him in you and in me. That's the only place you're going to find it. It actually puts a big responsibility on us. And I'm, try, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to put some weight on you. We have a responsibility. I have a responsibility. Your pastor has a responsibility. And, and often in the church, we think, you know, if we can get people to church, it's up to the pastor to get them saved and keep them saved. But you are the light of the world. It's your responsibility. And when we try and buck pass onto our pastor, I'm sorry for offending anybody but if we try to buck past, you know just get him in the doors and then it's up to the, it's not that you have responsibility to the people that you're you're around you have for new saints you have a responsibility you are the light you are the light of the world and i'm trying to tell you take your responsibility now we and we are not we are not hidden in a we're not hiding our light in a bushel we're letting it be seen we're showing it forth And he wants us to be lights that are on a mountain. And uh, when we are set on a mountain to be seen of men, they'll see some things. They'll see where they are. If you'll be the light that Jesus wants you to be, men will see where they are. They will see where they are going. They will see what is true. And they will see where they can find peace and security. If, they can, if they've got some light, then it helps them to get around. You know, you get up in the night and uh, uh, you, you... Ellen... Here will I go on in intro. Ellen goes to the toilet sometimes in the night time. We're, we're staying at the butchers and so she gets out of bed. She can easily stumble. So we've got to get a light on. You know, light when you're sitting in the dark and the light, it really hurts. But you've got to get a light on so you can see where you're going. We as the light of the world, we need to give a light so they can see where they're at, where they're headed, what's true, and where to get onto the right road. And uh, we need to pay the price so that they can see those things. We, we don't want to be down in the valley. We want to be up on the mountain. Light shining for Jesus Christ. And the people around us, we can speak good words, but we need to live good words as well. You know, uh, we can sound very religious, but they need to see that this, this religion works. That this that we've got does, isn't just coming out of here, but in our actions, our behavior. If we're gonna be the lights God wants us to be, our, our words and our actions are going to be the same. We're gonna balance them out. Uh, and we're, we're not, I don't believe that we're sent to villages. We're not trying to hide down there in a village and let the sh- light shine down there. He wants us on the mountaintop. That's where he wants us to be. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 to 16. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 to 16. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, providing what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth not make manifest, for whatsoever doth make manifest his light wherefore he saith awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and christ shall give thee light see then that you walk circumspectly not as evil so he's telling us you're in a world you need to stand up for right you need to be lights in this world that are able to say what is right and what is wrong and you need to make choices that are good choices righteous choices holy choices Choices that will not uh, uh, not hinder others, but will draw them to Jesus Christ. So we are lights, and, and if, if we uh, if we do not uh, if we're not to prepared to stick out like sore thumbs, there's something wrong with us. We need to be prepared to be seen as different. We are different people. Luke chapter eleven, verses thirty three to thirty six. No man. When he hath lighted a candle, put it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, the whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If the whole body, therefore, be full of light, have no uh, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. So he's telling us we need to shine out and we need to make sure that we, are, we have a single mind. We are, we are looking under the things of Jesus Christ first and foremost. And other things are not going to uh, get in our vision because if we have a pure vision, we will have a pure light. And if we have a pure light, people will not be in doubt as to where to turn to find their salvation. But as soon as we start to look at this and look at that and our, our light becomes dim, we are not the light that God wants us to be. John three nineteen to 21 And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest their, his deeds shall be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be, uh, may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. So the world is not looking. They don't actually cherish the light on the hill. They're not looking at you and saying, oh, I'm glad you're there. But when things happen and they decide, I need a change in my life, it's the light that they're going to go to. And you may have a lot of people uh, not understand you. You may be misunderstood, but still be a light because when somebody says, I've had enough of this, they, they have somewhere that they know they can turn. And you may get hurt in your life. You still need to be a light because the world doesn't want, they don't want to be pure, they don't want to be holy. But when pressures of life come upon them, all of a sudden they're likely to start thinking, you know, this is not working. Where do I turn? Where do I turn? Who can I turn to? Who can I talk to? Uh, they need to find that. They need to know that light's already there. They uh, shouldn't have to go looking for you. You ought to be there so they can. I know there's one person that I can talk to. I think that's a privilege. That's a privilege of the Christian, that we can be different. And people, when they're in need, they can actually come to us uh, and, and begin to reach out. And we, have, we do have the answer. We have the answer. second corinthians i don't want to bore you about light but we are the light of the world and the bible tells us so we're just looking at some scriptures to tell us that we're the light what is he expects of the light second corinthians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 for god who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of god in the face of jesus christ but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. I think that's a fantastic scripture. So we are the light of the world, but let me tell you, you're just an earthen vessel. It's, it's not the vessel that is important; it's the light that's coming out of the vessel. And uh, and uh, don't don't ever think you're somebody. You're nobody. But what makes us so different is Jesus in us. And so uh, we're earthen vessels. There's nothing of value about the vessel but what's in the vessel is a treasure and it's the light of the world and so uh, god's calling us and who are we who are we and yet we can share the good things of jesus christ that's fantastic john, 1 first john chapter 2 verses 8 to 11 again a new commandment i write unto you which thing is true in him and in you Because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness, even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. And if we're children of God, that are the lights of this world, we need to have good relationships with one another. We need to have good relationship uh, with those around about us because if we can't have good relations this way, we actually don't have a good relationship with God. And if we don't have a good relationship with others, we are not. You may think you're the m- most fantastic, beautiful light in all the world. You're not because you need to have, be able to have relationship with people. And so if you hate others, you actually don't love God. You can say it with your lips, but you're not the light of the world. Because actually, you're in darkness. This the thing with Christianity is we want relationship with God, but to have relationship with God, we have to have relationship with one another. And some of us, some people are lovable, and then there's other people like me. But you've got to love me. That's just the way it is. You know, people people call me a grace builder. You've got to have us. You need us, because it purifies your life. That's the way it is. We may not be all easy to get along with, but we want to get along with each other. And some we may have better friends and worse friends, but we don't have enemies in the church and we don't have enemies uh, in, in the relationships outside of the church because if we can't resolve issues, then we struggle with having relationship with God. Now, I understand but we may have been hurt, and, uh, but we need, to have a, uh, we, we need to have a forgiving spirit. And we may not be able to, you know, people may hinder our relationship we 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 can't do anything with that but as as much as in us we need to have hearts of forgiveness and we we need to be at peace with all men if we want our light to shine and i want my light to shine now as i mentioned before jesus tells us that uh, this light is our good works our um uh, practical visible works of compassion love faith christ-like works that's what he's looking for in us uh, not just making a profession of christendom or christianity in us but having lives that show forth christ-likeness matthew 5:16. let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven philippians chapter 2 verses 14 to 15 do all things without murmuring and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in amidst in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in this world. We're different, and so he wants us to be uh, living in a, a lifestyle that shows forth Jesus Christ uh, as we live out our Christianity. Uh, doing the works of faith and love, men will see us and glorify God. They're not going to glorify you. Don't look for the glory. You know, oh, you're a great person. But they're gonna, you, by your behavior, they're going to glorify God. Romans chapter 13, verse 12 tells us, The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Children of God, it's time for us to shine. And if we have, if we have, uh, if we have allowed our light to be, be diminished, we need to make up our mind now. I need a refreshing of the Holy Ghost. I need to make a new commitment to God because I need my light to be shining bright because the times are evil. We need to be ready for the coming of the Lord. I, um, in the tabernacle, uh, there was... Um, the golden candlestick, and uh, when I think of the golden candlestick, the golden candlestick was an oil lamp, uh, but it had a wick, wick to bring the oil up, and uh, they had things to, uh, they had things to uh, work on the candelabra. They had things to work on it with to make sure the light burned. Now I don't remember. My wife's better at this than me because. She's a lot older than I am. But she remembers back in the days when you had kerosene lamps. Who remembers kerosene lamps? Three people and Ellen. Kerosene lamps. So you'd, bur- you'd burn a kerosene lamp, you'd light it and you'd burn it. And if you, if you uh, didn't adjust it right, it would be very smoky. You had to maintain a good wick to have a good light. And it would have been same with the candelabra in the tabernacle. They would have had to maintain the wick to give a good light. And when I look at the candelabra in the tabernacle, I think of our testimony. We need to have a testimony of God that brings forth the glory of God. And if we, if we, when we give a testimony and we bring in glory to ourselves, we're bringing glory to the to the candelabra and not the oil that's. Flowing out to give the light. And so we need to make sure that we trim our wicks, that we keep a good control of this light that we're giving out, that the light is seen, that we are maintaining a Christian life. It may need some trimming of the wick to make sure the light is pure. If there's any smoke coming out, the smokiness is coming from our flesh because the oil in the lamp is a pure oil. It's the oil of the Holy Ghost. And I want to tell you this morning, we need to be the lights of this world. Why don't we stand? We, we need to be the lights in this world. And we want to be. I believe everybody in this room wants, wants to be a good example of the Christian. But in actual fact, if you believe that your wick is not trimmed as it ought to be, here's an opportunity. If you're not the light that you need to be, if you need the refreshing of the Holy Ghost, there's an opportunity for you to come just be honest with god you don't have to tell anybody just talk to god and say god i want to be the light or if you're a light that you, you you're tending to put it under a bushel you're embarrassed god i don't i don't want to feel that embarrassment i'm gonna doesn't matter what it costs me I'm, I'm going to be what you want me to be i want to open the altars and you're welcome to come if god's talking to somebody that, that's an important message you are the light of the world what are you doing with it? What are you doing? What does God want you to do with it? I'm asking you, examine your heart this morning. See what God is wanting you to do with your life.